For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. Okay, let's talk a bit of cricket now. And Coach Alan Donald joins us on the line, a Proteas legend, of course. Uh, Coach Alan, good evening, and thank you very much for speaking to us again here on SAFM. Hi, good evening, Tabiso. Yeah, great, uh, great to be on your show. Thanks, Coach. You are now the new coach of the Knights as of May the 1st. Back to where it all started in Bloemfontein. Does it feel like you've come full circle? <laughs> yeah, it's, I must say it's a massive privilege to be uh, to be in this position. It's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. Uh, I've always wanted to get uh, get sort of rid of that uh, that specialist bowling coach tag that uh, you know you, you you've lived and breathed under so many coaches and spent so many times in international dressing rooms that you you're now sort of ready to go and take that mantle a little bit further. So yeah, look, um, it's a uh, I've had to think about it uh, very, very carefully of, of, of where I, um, you know, whether to take it on or not. But um, I just think that the, the potential and the talent in, in Bloemfontein is, is of such a nature that uh, it's definitely worth taking it on. And, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, um, a decent year next year. There's a lot of stuff that needs to happen in the off season. Things that we need to get ready from a cultural and values point of view. And um, and creating a DNA and, an, and, and a, you know, just the direction we need to go. So, um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by the, op- the, the, the opportunity to, to change things around. So uh, uh, look forward to it very much. Last year, Coach Allen, it was announced that you've taken up a consultancy role for about a month, but you stayed with the team since then. Firstly, what were you called up to do last year? Well, like last year I came in. Um, actually, that, that was uh, a couple of years, in, in October. So October, in October yes. I was, I was a bowling consultant or just overall consultant for for the Knights, and uh, then I was approached again to take uh, to help the team with the uh, now in February um, to help the team with a one day campaign. At the moment, it's uh, not particularly going so well. Mm. Um, you know, we've played four, lost three, and. And the one rained out, so yeah. um, we we are up against it. So, um, so yeah. Look, I've, I've done a lot of cons- consultancy work, and it's that sometimes coming in for a month is, is it might not be a month, uh, might not be enough because mm. you you leave something behind, and 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 you sort of lose touch with the players uh, a little bit, you know. So um, coming in again, and then obviously now being in charge now is it, it's a yeah, it's, it's it's really a dream come true, and uh, and, I, and I, you know, as I said, I look, I really look forward to a, a very very big challenge uh, starting next summer. So, is it a long term plan with the Knights, or have you just signed for a year? No, I think it's uh, you know, we were still in negotiations. You know, we're sort of looking at a couple of years, and I think that just to create that consistency, and also I need to find my feet a little bit. Uh, mm. I, I've spent an awful amount of time on the road, being being either at the IPL or, or international dressing rooms, or or uh, in county cricket for the last two years with Kent County Cricket Club. So um, I, I've 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 I wouldn't say I've lost touch with first class cricket in South Africa. Um, it's just that I haven't spent too much time around this environment uh, a, a lot. So, uh, but now it will give me a great insight of what needs to be done. Um, and I'm excited about the talent. You know, I said I, I said it first up, and I, I really am excited. There's some rough diamonds here. There's some really good kids here. Not only that, but 
from a free state point of view and Northern Cape point of view, mm. uh, there's some, some really nice talent to work with and also the academies that's in place. So, the, the, and there's a lot, Coach Allen, that's been happening in South African cricket recently. Was it a tough decision to make then to come back home and get involved in the structures? Definitely, because uh, that was one of my decisions based on if Cricket South Africa get their act together, um, you know, it, it needed to be done. It needed to be, you know, it was an awful time. It was an awful time to see what has, has gone uh, before and, and, and uh, you know, with obviously... Jacques Full and Graham Smith and Mark Boucher being in charge now, and uh, um, and uh, you know we we still don't know in, in, in what sort of direction in terms of our first class structures that we're heading into. So um, that will be, I believe, that decision will be now finalised on the 10th of March um, when um, the uh, David Richardson Commission will now um, unveil their plan, their first class plan to. Um, to, to CSA mm-hmm. and um, so we're waiting eagerly to see what's going on you know so um, so yeah hopefully hopefully there's some really good news because it, you know we, we're a very proud cricket nation we're a very proud sporting nation and um, I think you know the, the legacy that's gone before and, and uh, uh, in, in terms of uh, the pro tiers uh, and, and, and the, the, the kids that are now involved and all these young, young, young guys are very talented um, and there's loads of there's loads of, of fantastic talent in this country all all across the board. So it just needs to be um, aligned, and uh, and hopefully that cricket South Africa will give us a really good guideline of where they want to go. And and is it something that you had to discuss maybe with the director of cricket, Graham Smith, taking over at the Knights, or was it purely a franchise decision? Um, it was my decision. Um, I, I also did, did speak to Graham um, uh, via WhatsApp uh, the other day, but he's, you know, we, we, we're going to talk on, on, on the telephone um, at some point, um, you know, what his ideas are as, as director of cricket. Um, but the, the general plan really is, is to, cre- to recreate and... Uh, uh, revitalize uh, South African cricket um, from a domestic point of view, you know, and, and get that strong, strong culture going again. Um, so, look, he's, he's, he's got a vision still. He's, he's going to the IPL shortly, and then obviously when he comes back, I think his real job will start uh, from, from there on in. Okay, we've got a question that's come through on WhatsApp here on 0614104107. If you've just joined us, we're talking to the newly appointed coach of the VKB Knights, Coach Alan Donald, who takes over officially from the 1st of May. Let's hear the voice note, guys. Uh, good evening, Tabiso. Good evening to Mr. Alan Donald. Uh, white uh, lightning there. I've just got a couple of questions for him. The first question um, is about, um, you know, Marco Janssen. What, what can you tell us about Marco Janssen, the left um, uh, fast bowler who have he has been uh, quite the revelation in South African cricket and many people say that he's one for the future you know as South Africans don't produce a lot of left um, uh, fast bowlers like Pakistan and so we get excited when you see young left um, fast bowlers what he gets, when he was about him uh, what uh, does he think he needs to improve on to really knock on the door of the protest and the second question is which are the names of fast bowling uh, fast bowlers there in the free state and uh, can you tell us about uh, does he think that free state cricket is in great hands and uh, uh, can you promise us that uh, talent is really coming out there and we um, 
who can we look out for for the future who can be that protea uh one day thank you very much uh, tabiso okay thanks for that uh libra coach alan mako jansen a lot of people have been talking about him does he excite you yeah. Yes, in- incredibly exciting. You know, that, that does help if you're six foot six, and <laughs> uh, and uh, and having long levers, and not only that, he hits a golf ball an absolute country mile. So, um, look, Mar- Marco has been out for a, a considerable amount of time. He's had a bit of a bruised hip, and um, we've given him uh, that time off to uh, to get that sorted out. But uh, Look, not only that, it doesn't matter what sort of surface he, he, you play on, uh, Marco Janssen will find that bounce. And I think that's his great asset. Um, not only that, does he swing it a bit up front. Um, he's got a wonderful rhythm and a, and a, and a classic action. Um, you know, so, and, and also his brother, Duan Janssen. And it, it's, it's scary. His twin brother is, is exactly the same. Both left arm, um, medium fast or fast medium. Um, and uh, they, it's it, it, mm. it's scary to watch them bowl at a net session, you know. So, look, look out for that, especially um, Marco Janssen. Look out for him. I think he's going to have a lot of say in South African cricket. I think the other guy, the other guy for me is uh, um, Gerald Kutsia. Yeah, Gerald Kutsia. Gerald Kutsia is a young kid who's going to be very, very exciting. He bowled high one forties. He's been clocked at 150 before. He's had a horrible toe injury during the Under-19 World Cup. Um, um, it's a pleasure to work with this kid. He's got so much energy and so much intensity that he brings. Um, you're going to see that kid for a long, long time. You know, so I think he's uh, if he's managed correctly, he's going to be a very much a handful. Of, the St Andrews boy um, here in Bloemfontein, St Andrews School. So uh, I I think that you'll see a lot about him. You know, he's got that real hunger. He's an aggressive young fast bowler. Um, and, um, you know, Mark Boucher was uh, mentioning him the other day that he wants him around the group, not necessarily to play him against Australia, but he wants him around the group. Um, and unfortunately, you know, we wanted him to play on Saturday, but uh, uh, with a uh, his toes recovering after a really nasty cut on top. So... But yeah, you're going to hear a lot about this kid. I think he's going to be an exciting prospect moving forward. Well, okay, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back with Coach Allen. We'll wrap up after this uh, short break. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Still wrapping up with Coach Alan Donald uh, of the Knights. Coach, we've, you've, you've mentioned now a few players that you were asked on the voice note. Um, there are a couple of others that people have been talking about. For example, a guy like Reynan van Donner there at the top of the betting order. Is he also one to watch? How good is he? He's going to be... Uh, he, he is. He is an exciting young talent. I think uh, uh, first time I've seen him this year. Very, very impressed with him. Um Really, really, you know, he's got all the shots. Um, and um, I think he's, he's an opening batsman mm. um, and he's one for the future. There's no question about that, you know. So uh, um, I think he's, you know, he's, he's, he's fine. Wandile Makwetu was made captain in, in one of your matches in the Momentum One Day Cup in the absence of Python Billion. Is he a future leader, in your opinion? Python Billion, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, um, let's hope that he plays for the Proteas tomorrow night against the Australians. Um, you know, so uh, it'd be great to see him. You know, he's a, he is a good leader. He's a very good leader, very good player. Um, and, uh, yeah, look, um, 
I, I can't wait for tomorrow night. I, I, I just hope that he gets an opportunity to, to, to show South Africans. He's been knocking on the door for a long time. He, you know, he's been around for a, lo- for a long time, and, and, and hopefully tomorrow night he gets a chance to represent uh, the Proteas against a very, very strong Australian team. What about a youngster like Wandila Makwe to the wicket keeper? He led the team in the absence of Pite Fan Billion. Do you also see leadership? Does it mean that the Knights see leadership abilities in him also? Impressive young man, Wandila Makwe. Very impressive. Uh, speaks really well in the dressing room. Um, and I think what I like about him is his calmness around what he does on the field. He's, you know, he's one of those guys that sort of captains that goes unnoticed. You know, some. Mm. You know, as a coach, you sit there and you see a captain move, or especially a new one, moving players around the field, and you might have an idea where he might have put him. But he's one of those guys that goes unnoticed. You know, he just goes about his business um, uh, really impressively. And uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a solid player. He's a solid, um, solid bloke. Um, I think we, we're very lucky to have Wandy. Um, you know, he's a, uh, he, I really enjoy his company. Uh, you know, he's a well-spoken man and, and um, you know, so uh, a lot of respect for him, uh, I've got to say. You know, he's only, he's only young. What's he, 22, 21, yeah. 22. So, um, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a very, very impressive uh, individual. And finally, you've mentioned that the Knights, well, are still winless in the Momentum One Day Cup. They even reached 200 in, in the three matches played. Is it safe to say the betting is a concern? And if so, where are you falling <laughs> short there? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's, you know, you, you sometimes have one or two guys in the team that are struggling for form, and uh, um, now you've got a top order that is a little bit unsure about themselves, a little sort of searching for form and, and trying to find that magic potion that works. And um, so, you know, it's unfortunate. You know, there's, there's nothing you can do. You can hit a thousand balls in an edge. You can bowl so many balls. You can try and rectify that. You can express your flair as much as you can. But I think it, it, it's simply for us as a mental thing to overcome. And, and that's on Saturday is what we, we, we're dealing with against the Cobras, who's also, who are also, um, you know, struggling for that magic, magic to happen. So, look, um, um, it's, it's now or never. It's, uh, it's, it's time to produce and, and it's time for, for a, a group of people to now to stand up and forget about all those mistakes that they possibly could make, you know. And I, I, I'm a one for those, and I never forget the words of Bob Wilmer. You know, we, he said to us in a very tight spot one day that uh, you've got no right to worry about your mistakes. So that's that's what it is. That's what it is, and, and that's what that confronts us. Uh, get through this one day. Um, one day campaign at the best we possibly can, and then I've got to worry about the over fifties World Cup, you know, which, yes. uh, which is <laughs> which is around the corner. It starts on the um, um, the eleventh of uh, March. March for yes. all those uh, for all those hungry uh, fans who want to go and see all the old dogs uh, scrapping it out uh, in the over fifties World Cup. And, and Cape Town starts on the eleventh of March. Um, I thought it might be a, a really good time to get it out there. So <laughs> our first game is against Wales. Yeah. And uh, you can come and watch Dave Callahan and Rodney Malumba yeah. uh, and all these old guys who've done it before. So it's exciting for these guys, you know, Louis Kuhn and Peter Stradom. Alan Dawson. <laughs> Excellent stuff. And how big a blow is losing John T. Rhodes? Because he told us on the show that he can't play anymore. 
Yeah, he's got a contract, and you know, John T practically lives in India now, so he's got a contract that he's got a um, he's got a, um, a honor. So, uh, but look, it, it's every guy, it, all these guys are playing now every weekend. They're getting a lot <laughs> enough game time here. And uh, we're very, very, very fortunate to have wonderful sponsor of uh, Evergreen Lifestyle and, and Biogen SA on, on board with us. Uh, and uh, so, it, uh, look, I, I reckon, you know, and also for, for guys who've never played the World Cup before, yeah. you know, um, it, it's, a, it, it's, it's, it's getting there. And also playing under the, the Protea banner, mm. the, the Protea badge. And, mm. and the only thing that's different there is, the, is it says veterans. You know, so, <laughs> so it will be fun. It'll be a lot of fun, and uh, um, you know, meeting old guys who played in the '92 World Cup. Uh, that that uh, that I played against Carl Hooper from the West Indies is going to play for them. Oh. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. And it's a great chance to win a World Cup and on home soil. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Get all these. These demons off my back. <laughs> isn't it great? Isn't it great, also, Coach Allen? Now that you've mentioned it, that we've got guys here that were not able to represent the Proteas uh, when they were playing. Now they've got a chance to come and play for South Africa and wear the badge, like you said. Absolutely, and uh, you know, we they, they, they were guys that is also in trial. Um, mm. You know, Lefty and Gisi, uh, Rodney yes. Malamba, who, who played for the the, the then Transvaal and Atal way back in those days. Nazim White. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's so good to have a good mix of old players who've actually worn the green and gold, but also other guys who will now have the chance to actually wear the blazer for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, so that blazer is not going to change much at all. It's the same badge, it's the same Protea badge. And, uh, you know, when we meet on the 7th of March next month, it's going to be a, a, a great, great honor to, 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 well, for me to to be the head coach of that team. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to coach over 50s, but uh, that's, going to be a, that's going to be a learning curve <laughs> and a half. But it should be a lot of fun, I think. It's the second World Cup of its nature. The last one was held in Australia, and uh, we're lucky enough to have it in our home and our, in our backyard in Cape Town. So it'll, it should be a great event, and I urge, urge the fans who want to come and see you one more time <laughs> what it's, uh, Dave Callahan can do, who's our captain, and... Uh, Louis Kuhn, who can smack a ball, and, and a few Peter other Stratum. people haven't seen before. <laughs> yeah. Peter Stratum, that's right, that's right. <laughs> and admission, by the way, is free, folks, for all the games. So if you have a chance, take the kids there, go watch the over-50s World Cup. Coach Alan Donald, thank you very much for talking to us. It's been a pleasure, always wonderful chatting to you, and we wish you all the best with the 50 over World Cup, over-50 World Cup, as well as uh, your new role as head coach of the Knights. Thank you very much. Great being on you, sir. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Coach. Keep well there. Coach Alan Donald, White Lightning, talking to us here on SAFM. And we're going to switch codes now, talk rugby without wasting any further time. The Stormers off to a fantastic start in Super Rugby, even though their coach is not entirely pleased. Still believe there's a lot of, uh, of, 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 of room for improvement. But he joins us on the line now, Coach John Dobson. Coach, good evening. Thank you very much for being able to speak to us here on SAFM. It's very good of you to have us. Thanks so much. Thanks, Coach. Three matches played, three wins. It's the perfect start. What's pleased you the most with, with these victories? Um, I think that obviously was, which is not what you want to say, but our defence has been pretty pretty good. There you know, was two zeros got everybody really talking in the first two games. Yeah. 
And I think, which obviously I want to show more than courage, but we've shown quite a bit of courage, you know, both on defence and then what we pulled out, we, you know, we pulled the rabbit from the hat in Ellis Park last week by... So that showed character. You know, obviously you want to rely more than character, but this team has got character, which is probably the first thing you want in any team. So that's pleased me a bit. I heard you after the game, though, against the Lions, even though a lot of people were impressed with the comeback and you grabbed victory basically from the jaws of defeat, but you were not entirely satisfied. Why is that? Um, I think we, you know, okay, just from an overview point of view, we were 26-15 and we were in there 22 four times and we never converted. So I think we should have buried the game there. Um, speaking to Jakob Tepo, the referee afterwards, he thought we were going to go away with it. And then I just thought our process, we tacked really, really poorly. You know, we turned over a lot of ball and we were shoddy. And, and we talked a lot about altitude and three o'clock at Ellis Park in the week, but it seemed like we managed ourselves. You know, our bench didn't make much impact. I think the guys were scared and getting really exhausted. So I was, I really was very disappointed. I know it's easy to grab the result, but I was very disappointed with the performance last week. Mm. And you also seem to have a favourable draw. I mean, most of your first few matches are at home and I guess it's crucial to make the most of that. You've got the Yagores also this weekend and then, um, yeah, the Yago- you've got the Yagores at home also this weekend and then you've got the Blues after that also at home. Yeah, the, um, yeah, the team have been teasing me the whole week because I, I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, we, we had to take, that's why we've gone for a strongest week. We had to go... We had this draw, and we had. But you know, the thing is about lo- home is great, but you can't afford to lose. So the pressure is more, you know, playing at home. But um, obviously, the chance of success is better. But we're, we're backfiring a little bit of us. We thought this, you know, the last year at New Year's would be massive emotional motivation yeah. for us. But every team coming, like the Bulls have come and said, that is our last time we're coming to New Year's, so we're going to play. The Argentinians have said, you know, we love Cape Town, it's the last time in New Year's. So it's motivating opposition teams as well. Yeah, but it is a good draw. We have to. We tour very late, as I see the tour earlier, so we have to get on that play to go on tour. Not, you know, if you go on tour, I mean, to win three out of four, four out of four, then you're going to be in trouble as, as a South African team. So we're going, you know, hell for whatever, hell for letters for now, if you know what I mean. Mm. And how important, Coach John Dobson, is it to embrace the fact that you're playing at Newlands for, for the last time? It's been mentioned a few times, and I also read an article where you actually sat down with your players and you told them that they are playing for the people of Cape Town. You wanted to bring back that passion and that pride, and they're just not just playing for any other franchise. Yeah, I think, uh, I think uh, the, um, firstly, about you know, yeah, a guy like, yeah, I, I, I'm a lot older, so I, I've got a history at Newlands, but a guy like Sia Khaleesi, we don't realize he's, it's his 10th year he's played at Newland. Mm. So he loves the place. You know, we had an uh, interview today with somebody from the Sunday Times, and Sia wish he had tears in his eyes talking about it. Mm. It means a hell of a lot to our players because it's, it's so old and ramshackle that it's got this history sort of pouring from the walls everywhere. You know, they're all, it, it's just, you know, you've been there. You can sense the atmosphere. It's all like one of these mm. new vanilla stadiums. So that's a big thing. And then, um, you know, we rugby, you can see across the world, across the Southern Hemisphere, less and less people in Australia and, yeah, the Cape Town and the Cape Flats and those are men's. It's not the same rugby market as it was 21 years ago when we made the men in black. It's the, it's the people of Cape Town and we can't just sit back in our ivory tower and expect people to come watch. We have to reach out and engage. So our big motto is trying to get Cape Town smiling by how we engage with people, how we engage with fans, go out to the communities, you know, and, and then hopefully by winning it, you know, the style of rugby we play. And that's the disappointment is that I don't think our style of rugby is even to make people smile. It's been nice to win, but it's not to make people smile. Are you, are you a coach that's big on culture? Because I remember I was speaking to a journalist, <laughs> Simnigewa Klabanisa. He was telling us that during that Supersport Rugby Challenge, you would actually give the players a history of these grounds and, and, and the small towns that they were playing in and these stadiums. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, to me, that, that's it. Yeah, that, that's the most important thing is that a team that's a happy team, uh, they'll get off the ground for each other, they'll tackle for each other. And I think that's what we saw in the first few rounds of this competition. So the culture to me, I always look like if the guys at breakfast, are they sitting with the same guys at lunch, you know, because mm-hmm. you've got cliques or just with your mates. So it shouldn't matter who you're sitting with, whatever background, club, color, age, experience, test caps. So I'm, I'm obsessed with that. You know, that, that's the thing I try to do, is the shape of the team. Are they mixing? Are they polite? Do they know the bus driver's name? That sort of thing. So I think you get those sort of things right. You know, on the field, they'll play for each other and they'll play for something bigger. So I don't know, that is my, my obsession. So you know, one of the things we're doing now is um, we, we, uh, you know, we're singing that Ossieza, you know, the Johnny Clegg song. Mm-hmm. That's the team song with this campaign. And um, so I gave him a talk about David Webster, who was a bit academic, who was murdered by Freddie Barnard in 1989. And, um, and how David Webster was Johnny Clegg's supervisor. They looked at the migrants, you know, in the, oh. the ranks, the, in the hostels. And, so the guys can understand where we come from in this country and why some, some things are really important. Um, you know, people say there's you know, transformation in sport or something like that. But it's a big story that goes behind it, and it's important that guys understand it. You know, so I try and see the guys more than rugby, and hopefully once they realize it's more to life than rugby, they'll play rugby with real passion rather than oh. just see it as a job and a contract, to be honest with me. That's really awesome. Let's just hear this voice note that's come through for Coach John Dobson. Hi, member Zico Smith, all the way from Macau. Uh, member, you know, the way the Stormers are playing this season, they're really playing nice. The way they stormed us, the Blue Bulls, sure, nil. And their next game, nil. Uh, again, two games without considering any point. You know, maybe this year is their turn to carry the country. We carry the country as the Blue Bulls. Uh, the Lions has been carrying the country so far. And now maybe this year is their turn to carry the country, them and and the Sharks, you know. But so far so good for them. Wishing them all all uh, all the best. Let's see them raising that trophy come the end of this uh, uh, rugby season. Thank you, member. Okay, thanks for that. Blue Bulls carrying the country. How far back was that? <laughs> <laughs> but but coach, does it mean now that expectations are high this season? I mean, your team is laden with Springboks. What will make a good yeah. season for the Stormers? Look, I, I don't. You know, it's really. I can give you a boring answer. I can give you what I think is the truth, and I rather go for the truth, even though it sounds arrogant. But that Newlands is the grand old lady of South Africa. You know, we all. And there's only one way to give her a farewell. You know, that's. They're at least a Super Rugby semi-final at home or final at home. That'll be our dream, you know. And uh, I think we've got the squad to do it. Uh, I'm not sure we've got the coaching, but we've got the squad. <laughs> and, um, so that's our dream, you know. I think you would agree to me that it's a way to say goodbye to Newlands. I mean, yeah. to limp out, not making a playoff wouldn't be justice to, justice to what is a historic venue. So, you know, um, unfortunately, we've got those, those two critical injuries, Odisia and Bongi. Mm. I doubt Sia will play again, but, uh, sorry, I beg your pardon, I doubt Bongi will play. He might make a playoff. Uh, Sia will be back in four or five weeks. And, um, you know, there'd be something poetic about Sia Khaleesi leading out the Stormers, you know, having been 10 years at that stadium in the last playoff match at Newlands, you know. And that's mm. our dream. And that's obviously uh, extra motivation for us, you know. Great stuff. Coach Dobo, thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM and all the best for Saturday. No, I really appreciate it. Thanks very much. Thanks for a great show. It's really awesome. Thanks very much. Thanks, Coach. Keep well. Coach John Dobson of the Stormers up against the Jaguarez, Jaguarez, Jaguars, whatever you want to call them. They'll be at Newlands this Saturday.